Thank you for joining us on the Salem Alliance Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit us at salemalliance.org. This morning, we're in our third and our final uh, just sermon on our series entitled Called. And we've been just looking at different ways that, that Father God calls us. We know that he looks for the humble, that he wants to use the humble to further his kingdom. And, and we know that, that he calls us by name. He loves us so much. And this morning, we're going to be looking at a familiar story actually found in Matthew 14. It's the story where Jesus walks on water. And this morning, I want to take that passage, and I just want to talk to us about what it means when God calls us out into the deep. Before I read that passage to you, I want to just set a little bit of the context of who Jesus is talking to, what's going on here. And it's, it's interesting because Jesus has been just traveling throughout the area, and he's been ministering for quite a while now with his disciples. And yet, the last few days of Jesus' life have been actually pretty difficult. He's faced some difficult situations. In fact, he went to Nazareth, his hometown. And in Nazareth, he wasn't received the way he had been being received in some of these other villages and cities that he had been going to. In Nazareth, he was in some ways rejected, even by his own family. And to make things worse, the following day, he gets the news that his cousin, his friend, basically the person that had prepared the way for him, John the Baptist, has been killed. Jesus, fully God, fully man, he's in a tough spot. I believe he's looking to get away and kind of grieve. And that's why he actually goes to kind of a remote area, kind of north of the Sea of Galilee. And yet the crowds continue to follow him. They continue to pursue him. They're curious, they're desperate, and they're not going to leave him alone. And they're looking for that healing touch in the word that might change their life. And so they follow him to this remote place. Over 5,000 actually show up on this hillside in this remote area. We know that because there was no food there. And actually, the story that precedes what I'm going to read to you is Jesus miraculously feeding over 5,000 people. But he was looking to get away, to get some time with Father, to be rejuvenated. And that's where we pick up the story here. As I read the story to you, I've, I've found some different artists, and I'm going to be putting some of their depictions of what's happening here up on the screen for you, and I hope that that makes the story come alive and fresh to you. Matthew chapter 14, I'm going to begin reading in verse 22. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake, while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble, far away from the land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting the waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Do not be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you, walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over to the side of the boat, and he walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. 
You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshiped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. This is the word of the Lord. Church, I love this passage. I love what God is saying to his disciples here, the way he's approaching them. And there's many things that we could take from this passage, but the one big idea that I want to take and and share with you today is that our next deep encounter with God is likely outside of our comfort zone. Our next deep encounter with God is likely outside of our current comfort zone. After having lived in the Middle East for over a decade, coming back to America, one of the things that stood out to me more than anything about our American culture is how much we love our comfort. We do comfort well. We do comfort amazingly well. America knows comfort. You could get in your car and you could drive down the road and you could go to this sleep comfort store down here on commercial. You could pick out the perfect mattress. You could find your perfect sleep number. The beautiful thing about it is you don't even have to compromise with your spouse. If, if they like the mattress a little more firm, they can have their own sleep number. It is absolutely amazing. America is amazing. We do comfort so well. And yet, here's the thing. I believe that that love for comfort has also crept into the church. It has seeped in. We've allowed it to seep in. But church, the kingdom of God is often far from comfortable. Honestly, the church in America, I feel, has really fallen in love with comfort. We like our bubble wrap. We like to wrap that bubble wrap around us. We have fallen in love. We love our protection. We love our safety. We love our comfort. And yet I believe that for us to grow, we need to push out of the comfort. You see, I believe that we as the church oftentimes are putting our own protection, our own comfort ahead of the kingdom of God's advancement, of the kingdom of God reaching those who have not yet put their allegiance in King Jesus And so the call for today is individually, what does it mean for you to get out of the boat, to get out of the coziness of your faith? For us collectively, maybe for your house church, for my house church, for us, the church, the bride of Christ, what does it mean for us to step out in faith, to get out of the boat? What does it mean to do that for such a time as this? You see, one of the first things that jumps out to me in this passage is the fact that we often misunderstand how we measure when we're in God's will. You see, our collective comfort is not the outcome that God is after. It's one of the things that amazes me about this story. You see, I think we have this misconception that if we are in God's will, if we're aligned with what he has called us to do, that everything should be clicking correctly, everything will be going well, but that seems to not be the case. That at least was not the case for the disciples. They heard a clear word from God to go across the lake at this time. They are doing exactly what he said, plain and simple. And yet they found themselves caught in this horrible storm. It's 3 a.m. and they're still rowing hard when they should be in their lodging. And I believe the same is true for many of us. We've been caught in unexpected storms. Maybe you recently have gotten out of the boat and you've taken a step of faith. I don't know what that looks like for you, but you find yourself caught and things don't look the way you thought they might look. Maybe you felt like called by God to move to Oregon for a new job or for studies. This past summer, you arrived here and now our state catches on fire. 
Maybe you heard one of the calls that have been given recently to, we need house church leaders. And you said, you know, I'm feeling stirred to do this. And you signed up. You registered your house church. And then you went to four or five neighbors. And they all politely declined your invitation. Or maybe you're getting ready for another year of high school. And you decided to get out of your social comfort zone to meet some new people, to be part of a team. And you decided, I am going to join that track team. I'm going to join you know, tennis. I'm going to play football. I'm going to do volleyball, whatever it might have been. And you trained all summer only to have your season canceled. And here you are. You thought you heard from God, and things aren't lining up the way you thought. You find yourself in an unexpected storm. And if that's you, first, I, I want to tell you I'm sorry. May God's comfort extend to you, but also would you stay with me because I believe there's a word in here for you. And there's other of you that are watching today and you don't feel like you stepped out and took a step of faith. You feel like the boat hit a wave and you just got tossed out and you're simply looking for the lifesaver. To you, I pray that God will give you courage to be sustained, that his comfort will carry you through this season. But church, I believe that there is a message in here for us. I believe that oftentimes we are just missing the fact that God the Father is calling us, and often that looks uncomfortable. We are moving to areas where we are not as confident as when we stay within that bubble wrap. Life goes better with Jesus? Yes, but also very much no. In church, I think we don't like to hear those words, but it's true. You see, the disciples... They just witnessed Jesus feed 5,000, and now they're just obeying him, and they're out there. And I believe that in the exhaustion, they're not exactly feeling that they're where they're supposed to be, that in the frustration of rowing and rowing and going nowhere, I don't think that they're taking a break and saying, well, maybe now we're finally aligned with where God wants us. I think they're questioning everything, and I don't think that's always the worst place to be. You see, church, we come together weekly. We come to be filled. We come to worship and hear from God's word. And it's an amazing thing. And then we're called to bring the peace and the presence and the power of Christ everywhere we go to our city. And it sounds like a pretty great gig, but it's not. It's difficult. It's difficult to be salt and light in our world. And when we do it, we often are feeling, we feel ourselves being rowing against the wind, getting beat up by the waves of our world. And my, my idea today for you is that that's not always a bad thing. You see, church, our comfort is not the measuring stick that determines where, whether or not we are in the will of God. His purpose for us is to see our city be a city at peace with God. That's the measuring rod. That's how we know if that is happening, I believe we are in the will of God. But for us to be part of that, we got to get out of the boat. We got to get out of the comfortable and we got to engage. And so the question that I want you to consider this morning, whether it be right now, later this week on your own or with your house church in a little bit is this, is comfort keeping me from, from responding to a call from God? Is comfort holding me back? Is it holding me back from hearing his voice? Is it holding me back for taking that courageous step of faith? Is God trying to get my attention with the chaos, with the circumstances that are around me during this season? What is he trying to say to me? And am I not wanting to hear it because of comfort? 
My hope is that some of you will hear that and that you will decide, I want to get out of the boat, that you'll take the bubble wrap, that you'll throw it on the ground, that you'll call the kids to stomp on it and to make that noise and get rid of that comfort. Some of you are there. Some of you have done that. Some of you will be doing that. And when you do do it, I, I also pray that you'll take notice what happens in this verse. I pray that when you do that, that you will not let fear or distraction sink you like Peter did, but that you will keep your eyes on Jesus. You see, what happens is when we take away that bubble wrap, when we move into the unknown, into the uncharted territory, a lot of times it will be difficult. A lot of times it will not go the way you think it might go. It will not go the way you drew it up in your mind. And when those difficult times come and you're in the unexpected storm that some of you are in now, it's pretty simple. Look for Jesus. Look for Jesus because he is there. Where is Jesus in this? He is there ready to guide, to comfort, and to rescue. He did it with Peter, and he'll do it with you. It's how he makes himself known, oftentimes in powerful ways. It's kind of the point of this whole story. One of the reasons I love this story is because we catch a glimpse of God's character, both the awesomeness and the intimacy of who he is. He's walking on water. He freaks the disciples out. They think it's a ghost. It's the spiritual being, and it is. It's the spiritual being. He identifies himself as I am, the great I am. There's this awe that we see in this story. We see that awe when he calms the seas when he's back in the boat. There's this awe, this fierceness of God. And yet in this same story, we see Peter when he's sinking and we see Jesus meet him where he's at as rescuer, as friend, as savior. And it's the second thing that I want you to take from this. Getting out of the boat leads to deep experiences with God's awe and with his intimacy. You see, this courageous step, the following of his call, getting out of, getting out of the boat, it's an act of worship. It allows us to have this encounter with God. I'm going to put some lyrics on the screen, and the lyrics are probably familiar to you. You call me out upon the waters, the great unknown, where my feet may fail. And there I find you in the mystery, in oceans deep, my faith will stand. There's a reason that the song Oceans was the most overplayed song in Christian circles over the last decade. We sang it over and over because we could relate to it. It's based on this passage that we're looking at today, this call of Peter, this experience that he had here in Matthew 14. It is our invitation. It is our confidence to get out of the boat into the mystery because that's where we encounter the awe. That's where we encounter the intimacy. That's where we encounter God. Some of you are frustrated because you feel like your faith is kind of stagnant right now. Get out of the boat. Look, church, when we get out of the boat, things happen. You might get to partner with God and feed the 5,000, or you might sink. But even if you sink, you're still encountering his intimate presence because he is the rescuer, because he is the savior, because he is the friend. We get out of the boat. We get into the deep because that's where his grace abounds most. Church, Peter gets out of the boat. He's the only one of the disciples to get out of the boat. And it's not a blind and careless leap of faith. He actually asked, he asked Jesus for permission first. Jesus grants it, and he moves out. Yeah, he's distracted. Yeah, he freaks out. Yeah, fear sets in, and he sinks. But he encounters. He encounters both the awe and the supernatural thing. He actually walks on water for a little while, and he encounters the intimate presence of 
Christ's saving hand. Church, I believe our next deep encounter with God happens when we get out of the boat, when we get out of our current zone of comfort. One of the things I love about Scripture is just the beauty of the way God put it together, and this won't be the last time that Peter gets out of the boat on this same exact sea. You see, after this experience, Peter continues to journey with Jesus, but life gets a little bit crazy. You see, Peter's been marching with Jesus, and he thinks that Jesus is the Messiah, that Jesus is the one who will overthrow and be king, Jesus. In his mind, that means that he will be leading the uprising, that the Roman occupation will end, and that Peter will be a political leader leading alongside Jesus, his vice president, his prime minister. He'll have a, he'll just, he'll have a, 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 he'll be at the table. He'll be a leader. He'll be powerful. He's waiting for this to happen. And yet we see that it doesn't happen the way Peter thought it would. In fact, his friend is crucified. And on the night of his crucifixion, Peter actually denies him three times. He got out of the boat. It didn't look the way he thought it would look. And now he is left disillusioned, not knowing what to do. His friend and savior is dead. I find it fascinating what Peter does in response. Peter goes back to the comfort. Peter goes back to what he knows He goes back and does that that he's confident in. He gets back in the boat. He grabs some of the disciples, and they're fishing again. Maybe Peter's story is similar to your story. Maybe you've gotten out of the boat, and you've had great experiences with God. You have met him, his awe. You've met him personally. He's used you to advance his kingdom. He's made himself known to others through you. You've been there. You've done it. But for some reason, you've retreated back to the bubble wrap. You've gotten back into the boat, back into the routine of comfort and coziness, and you're pretty content there. Well, the good news is that God's calling you again. And you have an opportunity to get back out of the boat. Peter did. I love the story. It's in John 21, and and like Peter, you too can get out of the boat because the way the story goes is they're fishing, and they're fishing there in the Sea of Galilee, and along the shore, there's this guy, and the guy sees the fisherman out there, and he says, hey, how did it go last night? Did you catch anything? And they said, no, we had a bad night, and he shouts back to them, why don't you put the net down on the other side of the boat? And they sit there, and this is a mirroring their first calling, but they don't get it. They don't know who that person is, and they're kind of frustrated, but they put the net down on that side, and out comes an incredible, incredible incredible number of fish, and another miraculous catch happens. And John looks at Peter, and he says, it's him. It's the Lord. And what does Peter do? He gets out of the boat. He gets out of the boat so quickly. And I don't know what that picture is in your mind. I don't know if you picture him diving in and swimming to Jesus. He's trying to get there as fast as he can. Maybe he's doing that weird walk-swim thing that never looks real good. But he is trying to get there. Maybe he's walking on water, never taking his eyes off Jesus. I don't know what it looks like in your mind. But the bottom line is he gets out of the boat and he gets back to Jesus. Jesus blesses him. Jesus greets him. He restores him. He sits with him. Jesus has been busy preparing breakfast, which is just amazing for his disciples. And he sits and he has a meal with them. Peter is back out of the boat. Peter is now getting ready to move from being the disciple to the rock that the church will be built on. 
He's out of the comfortableness. He's out of the cozy. He is ready to go. Church, sometimes we need to jump out of the boat to get back on track. Sometimes we need to get out of the boat to break that stagnant faith and that routine of comfort that we have become accustomed to. What's your story? What sent you back into the comfort? What sent you back into the boat? Maybe it was a painful experience. Maybe it was just disillusionment. The invitation today is Jesus is calling. He's asking you to move out of that which you control into the unknown. Some of you are feeling it even stirring now. You want that experience. You want that fresh faith. You want to engage with him in new and intimate and powerful ways. And to do it, you might need to risk again. You might need to jump out of the boat a second time to experience his fierceness, his beauty, and his kindness. Our next deep encounter with Jesus is likely outside of our current comfort zone. Church, this amazing God has prepared breakfast for you on the shore. Are you ready to take that step of faith? The question that I'd encourage you to ask yourself, to ask those in your house church this morning is this, am I going to let past disappointment keep me from hearing God's call for me in this season? Church, I hope that you find the courage to step out. He wants to meet you in the deep. He wants to partner with you to bring peace to our city. Are you in? Are you in? May we find the courage together to get out of the boat and to experience him in new and fresh ways. Would you pray the Lord's Prayer with me this morning? Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Some of you that are watching this morning, the invitation for you to get out of the boat is actually to make Jesus king of your life, to put your allegiance in him. And if that's you, if you feel that he's calling you to start that relationship with him, would you let us be part of that journey? You can go ahead and connect with us. You can email us at the cross at Salem Alliance Church. And we have people that would love to walk you through what that means and to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus. Others of you who are watching today, you're facing some needs. You're facing different things in life. And we have teams of people that are prepared to pray for you. They'd love to connect with you. And you can connect with them. Just go to our website, samalliance.org, and you'll scroll down. You'll see a banner that says, Need Prayer. We have people that are ready to connect with you, to give you a call, to potentially meet you for a cup of coffee, and just hear you out and pray with you that God will bring you the comfort and the healing that you're longing for. Church, as we close today, would you receive this blessing? Church, may you hear the call of Father God amidst the chaos, the fear, and the disillusionment. 
And when you do, may the spirit of living God grant you courage to step out onto the water. And when you do, may you experience fresh revelation of who God is as you push beyond comfort, experiencing his majesty in his intimate hospitality. And as a result, may you, church, bring the peace of Christ everywhere you step this week. Grace and peace to you today. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us on the Salem Alliance Church Podcast. We are a community of believers located in downtown Salem, Oregon, and we are passionate about our city being a city at peace with God. If you have a request that we could pray for, please email us at prayers at salemalliance.org. If you'd like more information about this podcast or other resources, please visit us at salemalliance.org.